KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org. Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's Shiur will be the Shiur in the Mitzvah Ashavuit, the weekly Mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. Parshat Noach, the Torah tells us that Noach was commanded, Ach basar You cannot eat meat, which is called in Hebrew, Ever menachai. Food from an animal while it's still alive. To break off a part of a living animal and to eat it is one of the Isuim that was given to Noach. Now, we know this is one of the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach. This is one of the seven Noachite laws that were given to the descendants of all mankind, to Adam HaRishon, to Noach, and all mankind. But only the seventh was given to Noach. The reason for that is the first six were given to Adam HaRishon. Adam HaRishon was commanded in six mitzvot b'nei Noach. However, it seems from the Chumash that Adam Harishan was a vegetarian. In general, he was only allowed to eat food that was vegetarian. Therefore, this specific Isur of Eber Menachai, of eating meat from a live animal, would not be considered an issue for Adam Harishan, who did not eat any meat at all. Therefore, the seventh commandment of Eber Menachai was given to Noach and his descendants. This shiur will address itself to the general issue of the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach and the obligations of every person, every human being, according to the Torah, and the specific law of a ger toshav, of a person who is removed from the general laws of b'nei Noach, but becomes a ger toshav, which literally means a stranger who resides and will explain that, we'll develop that concept a little bit later. We will begin with the Rambam in Hilchas Malachim, where the Rambam basically tells us the laws, all the laws of non-Jews. The Torah has laws for non-Jews, and if the world would be ideally according to Jewish law, all the nations of the world would abide by these rules. The Rambam says in Hilchas Malachim, Perik Ches, Halacha Yud, Moshe Rabbeinu lo hinchila Torah v'mitzvot elal Yisrael. Shenemar morasha kilat Yaakov. Ulochol ha-rotzelit geyer mish'arumot shenemar kachem keger. But Moshe Rabbeinu only gave back down the laws of Torah and mitzvah to Bnei Yisrael and to whoever wishes to convert. Mi she'lo ratza there's no coercion to for the world, for us to try to persuade or force the world to accept Torah mitzvahs. But, the Ramam adds, But Moshe commanded, based on God's word, 
לחוף את כל באי העולם לקבל מצוות שנצטוו בני נוח. משה was commanded to enforce the entire universe, the entire world, to accept the mitzvahs of, that were given to בני נוח. The Ramam adds, וכל מי שלא יקבל יהרג. That issue is a very delicate issue which we won't go into, that the Ramam says whoever does not accept the seven mitzvahs should be killed. One who accepts the seven mitzvahs is considered a ger toshav. However, this acceptance has to be done before three chaverim. A chaver generally here would refer to a tamid chacham, a bezdin. According to our text, in our standard text, it says whoever accepts upon himself to circumcise, but twelve months go and buy, and he does not do so, so he's a, like a regular non-Jew. And then the Rambam says, "Kol hamekabel sheva mitzvos v'nizal mitlasosam." Anyone who accepts the seven mitzvos and is meticulous about their observance, he's considered one of the righteous non-Jews. The Rambam thinks he also has a share in the world to come. The Mishnah that says, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, that we quote in Pirkei Avos, that every Jew has a share in the world to come, according to the Rambam, does not mean that only Jews have a share in the world to come. Jews somehow are more on a path to accept the mitzvahs to receive the reward of the world to come. But a non-Jew can also have a share in the world to come, and all he has to do is to accept and observe these seven mitzvahs. The Rambam has one caveat. That's in the condition that he accepts these mitzvahs and does it as HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded. And he informed us through Moshe that the original Bnei Noach many years ago were, were commanded. The Rambam says then but if he does it because of his own Understanding, that's not considered a Gertoshav, he's not considered one of the righteous Jews. And here the text varies, it says, and there the variant text would say whether he's considered one of the intelligentsia of the non Jews or not. But the issue that is before us, there's a concept of a Every person in the world should accept the seven mitzvahs by Noach and become a Ger Toshav. So what is actually a Ger Toshav and why is he different than a regular non-Jew who was ob- obliged to accept the seven mitzvahs by Noach? Apparently, the Ramam thinks that someone who accepts the seven mitzvahs by Noach in a formal ceremony where he has uh, Bezdin before him and he accepts the seven mitzvahs by Noach, so then he is considered a ger toshav. Otherwise, every non-Jew has to accept, has to fulfill the seven mitzvahs Noach, but if he did not accept them before a Bezdin, so he's not considered a ger toshav. The Rambam also writes in Hilchos Isurei Bia, the laws of forbidden relationships, the Ram there also says, Ezehu Ger Toshav, he defines a Ger Toshav, but he has minor differences between here and Ilchus Malachim. 
The Rambam says the Akum Shekibel Olav Shelo Yaavod Kochavim Mazalot. Im Shay Mitzvot Shnitzave Bnei Noach. Vlo Ma'avolot Aval. Harayza Mekablim Oto. Vlo Mechasidim Olam. The Rambam says, what is a Ger Toshav? It's a non-Jew who accepted not to worship Avodah Zarah, not to be an idolater. And he also accepts the other mitzvahs that B'nai Noach were commanded, but however, he did not convert, he did not circumcise himself, he did not go to the mikveh. So the Ram says, we accept him as a righteous non-Jew. Why do I call him a resident? We, he is allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. Although idolaters, it says in the Torah, they should not live in a land, the Ger Toshav, who does not worship Avodah Zarah, accepts the basic tenets of Judaism, the basic tenets of the seven mitzvahs, actually. He is allowed to, we are allowed to have him live in Eretz Yisrael. Now, we'll notice that the Rambam in Hilchas Melachim said that a Ger Toshav accepts the seven mitzvahs as a blanket statement. Whereas in Hilchas Yisrael the Rambam made a, a two-pronged statement. First, he said he accepts upon himself not to worship Avodah Zarah. And then afterwards, he says, and he accepts upon himself the, sev- the seven mitzvahs. This seems to reflect a machlokas negimara in Avodah Zarah. There on Dab Samech Dalimud base, the Gemara has a machlokas. What exactly is a Ger Toshav? So one opinion, the opinion of Reb Meir, The Meir says it's sufficient to accept upon yourself before a, a Bezdin that you will not worship Avodah Zarah. Chachamim say, Anyone who accepts the seven mitzvahs. There are other opinions in the Gemara, but we'll rela- relate only to these two. Seem to be two different issues. One person thinks, Rav Meir thinks that you have to worship, you have to accept upon yourself not to worship Avodah Zarah. And the other six mitzvahs, you don't have to accept specifically. Whereas according to Chachamim, you have to accept all the seven mitzvahs. What's the real understanding of their machlokas? The Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was a great proponent of trying to convince the entire world to accept the seven mitzvahs of Noach, wrote an article discussing the difference between the Rambam in Hilchas Melachim and Hilchas Yisraibiyah. And he said that we can understand this when we relate to a medrash that occurs in connection with the Asar Sadibros. The Torah told us, And then the Torah goes on to, to give a number of other Isurim, first, and mitzvahs. First the Torah told us that a person should believe in God, you should not have other gods, and then there are other laws, other mitzvahs that occur afterwards in the Torah. The Medrash points out that it's also like a two-pronged statement. A person who is a wants to be appointed as a king comes to a community, says the Medrash, and he wants people to follow the laws. But there has to be two steps. One step is first you accept the king as a king. You accept his reign. 
you accept his responsibility, his commandments, and only afterwards, after you accept general dominion, can you refer, refer to specific laws. First comes Anochi Hashem. You have to believe in God. Only after you believe in God can we discuss individual mitzvahs. Conversely, the Lubavitch Rebbe says, the machlokes here would be, what is a ger toshav? One opinion would say, I have to accept upon myself, I will not worship idol worship. Which means, basically, that you agree that God is the Hashem, God, our God, is the God of the universe. There is no idolatry. There are no gods besides Elohim Chaim, our true God. This is sufficient to make a person a Ger Toshav. The other opinion is, it's not necessarily so that a person has to accept specifically Shalol Avodavodazara, that's not a specific requirement, but the general requirement is to accept the mitzvahs of God, the seven mitzvahs of Noach, to accept them because God commanded you, as the Ramam told us in Hilchas Malachim. However, in Hilchas Yisrebiah, the Ramam somehow seems to have combined both opinions. He says, I do have to accept the seven mitzvahs of Noach. He does paskin like the Chachamim in the Gemara Navadazara. But he adds to that, that there are two different types of Kabbalah, there are two different types of acceptances. First, the Rambam says in Ilchis Yisraeliya, Akum Sheikabel Lov Shalolavod Kochavimu Mazalos. Firstly, you have to accept upon yourself the dominion of God, the kingdom of God, that you will not worship any of other Sarah. Afterwards, you also have to accept there has to be another Kabbalah, but that's connected with the first Kabbalah, that you accept upon yourself, the other six mitzvahs being Noach. But they are divided into two categories. The first category is to accepting the kingdom of God, and the second is to accept the mitzvahs that we, we were told. Now, I said that everyone has to observe the six mitzvahs and the seventh mitzvah of Shalol Avodah Everyone has to accept those. But we said there is a difference. The Ger Toshav is the one who accepts it in front of a Bezdin, and a regular Ben Noach, ideally, would be one who fulfills the seven mitzvahs, but not necessarily accepting it by Bezdin. This dichotomy is spelled out quite clearly in the Ritva in Makos, and as well as in other Rishonim. In Makos Daftes, the Gemara says that a Ger Toshav is like a Kuti. The Ritva says there are three types of Kuti. Three types of non-Jews, according to the way we would understand it. One is a ger toshav, who she kabel or shekibel bevedin she Yisrael lekayim sheva mitzvot shnistavu bnei Noach. That's a person who accepted in front of Bezdin to to fulfill the seven mitzvot. Uchazem mutar litiyashe bneinu. This one can live in our community. Lazenikar toshav. Vekivan shekibla bevedin. Once he was commanded and accepted the commandment, he is considered a mitzvah It's as if he was commanded to fulfill the mitzvahs, and he does fulfill them. Not only do we have to treat him with respect and allow him to live in Eretz Israel, 
but there would be a, a specific law of trying to help him maintain his existence, to maintain his livelihood. He would be considered a ger v'toshav v'chaimach. Of course, we cannot do any danger to him. We cannot expose him to danger. But a ger toshav may live in Eretz Israel. We treat him with respect. We try to enable him to maintain his livelihood. Then the Ritva says, but there's another category, the Ben Noach. And who's that? He did not accept the laws, but we know that he fulfills these laws. The Ritva says, even though every non-Jew was commanded to observe the seven mitzvahs, he is considered nevertheless as a person who is not commanded, to fulfill these mitzvahs, but nevertheless fulfills them. He does get a reward for it. Ain't, but a reward as an eno mitzvah a person who's not commanded. So a ger toshav, who accepts before Bezdin, is considered mitzvah He's considered as if he's commanded and fulfills, whereas a regular non-Jew who observes the seven mitzvahs, b'nei noach, so he's considered a fine person, but eno mitzvah we, although we cannot do anything bad to him, we can, do not have to sustain him, we do not have to support him. The law of Vachaimach does not apply to a Jew, who, to a non-Jew who does observe the seven mitzvahs, but did not accept them by your best in. the Obviously, the third category, which we will not discuss right now, is the non-Jew who does not observe the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. And that is a different category by itself. That's what the, the Ritvak says is a regular kuti, a regular non-Jew. But the two types of non-Jews that we are dealing with are one is the Ger Toshav, who accepts the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach, and the regular non-Jew is hopefully someone who does fulfill the seven mitzvahs but did not accept them. It's well known in the yeshiva world that uh, there's a discussion more than I can allude to now, I will only allude to it, that Ger Toshav is actually considered a type of conversion. He did not become Jewish. He did not circumcise, he did not have a bris, he did not go to the mikveh. But nevertheless, they quote a famous Rabbeinu Gershom in the Gemara Krisus Daftes, where Rabbeinu Gershom says that Gertoshav is a miktas gerus, is a partial type of gerus. Normally we would say that gerus cannot be put into compartments. It cannot be divided into sections, you are partial gear. It's uh, ridiculous to say the person is a little bit of a gear, he's par- partially a gear. But the Rabbeinu Geshem did say this, he said he's partially a gear, mixas gerus. What does it mean? So people have explained that for the purpose of the seven mitzvahs, his status has changed. Before that, he was an eno mitzvah but by accepting in front of Bezdin, there is some sort of gerus for this part of, of, of mitzvahs, for this section of mitzvahs, for the seven mitzvahs being Noach, that he actually does become a mitzvah He has some partial gerus that he did at the time he accepted it bef- before Bezdin. The uh, Achronim point out that there's a Rashi that says that the daughter of Paro converted. 
that would be a very strange thing because the concept of conversion that we have now only began with the beginning of the Torah, when the Torah was given. It would be very strange to understand how there could be conversion before the Torah was given. So many achronim have pointed out that this type of gerus, not gerus to become a Jew, but we would call mixas gerus, that a person can become a mitzvah v'osad, that a person can become one who is commanded to fulfill the mitzvahs, that could be done before the Torah was done. Even before the Torah was given, all the non-Jews had, the entire universe had to keep the seven mitzvahs b'nei noach. Those people that kept them were considered fine b'nei noach. A person who, did, who accepted that could be considered partial gayus. Perhaps that's what Rashi meant when he said the daughter of Paro converted. He means perhaps the concept of becoming a gertosha, of the partial gayus. This partial gayus would have in it certain additional laws that are unusual when we talk about only the seven Mrs. B'nai Noach. There is a uh, book called The Seven Noachite Laws, bit, written by a person named Aharon Lichtenstein, not the Rosh Hashiva of Haritzion, but apparently a relative of his, also named Aaron Lichtenstein, who wrote a very important book defining the Harchava, the extension of all the seven mitzvot Noach, to show that the seven mitzvot really are not specifically only seven mitzvot, but they entail other mitzvot as well. One of them that's found in a Rashi in, in Avodah in Yevamos, I'm sorry, Rashi in Yevamos, Daf Memchesimut Beis, the Gemara there says, what, what is a Ger Toshav? And Rashi came and said, a Ger Toshav is a person, shekibel alav shelo lavod avodah A person who accepted upon himself, here Rashi quotes the one opinion, that a Ger Toshav is only a person who accepted upon himself not to worship Avadazari, did not relate to the other mitzvahs. And he says, but he eats regular tray for food. He's not a, he did not convert to Judaism. Rashi adds that this particular Ger Toshav who accepted upon himself not to worship Avadazara, and this would be true of every Ger Toshav who accepted upon himself not to worship idolatry. Rashi goes on to say, We know that a person who transgresses Shabbos, a person who violates the laws of Shabbos, it's as if he worships Avodah Since this person is enjoined from Avodah not only because the Torah told him not to do Avodah but he committed himself before a Bezdin not to worship Avodah then this person, according to Rashi, would willy-nilly have to accept Shabbos. Because Shabbos is transgressing Shabbos is akin to worshipping Avodah Zarah. Tosfus there points out that this Rashi is very difficult. And he asks a few questions. The first question he says is then there's more than seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. You, I thought there's seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach and here all of a sudden we have an eighth that he has to keep Shabbos. Another question that Tosfus asks is that we know that a guy cannot keep Shabbos. We do not want the non-Jews to accept upon themselves the Jewish concept of Shabbos. 
the 24-hour concept of not doing malacha, of not doing, refraining from all malacha on Shabbos, is a law given specifically to Jews, and we do not want non-Jews to emulate such a law. And therefore, a guy who would keep Shabbos, theoretically, is chayv misa. So, how could Rashi think that a guy is who, even though he's a ger toshav, but how could a guy be chayv and Shabbos? First of all, that would mean there are more than seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. And secondly, a guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. The questions, although they seem at first glance to be very strong questions, can be answered very simply. Rashi doesn't think that a guy ger toshav has to keep Shabbos. He's well aware of the law that a guy who keeps Shabbos is really Chayav Misa. It's a, a tremendous Avera for a non-Jew to keep Shabbos, so much so that Chachamim said, theoretically, he would be guilty of a death penalty. But Rashi is referring to a Ger Toshav, a specific type of non-Jew who left the category of being a regular non-Jew. A regular non-Jew cannot keep Shabbos. But a Ger Toshav, perhaps we could say he could keep Shabbos. Perhaps he should keep Shabbos. Why should he keep Shabbos? Because since Shabbos is similar, or a person who is Mechel Shabbos is similar to one who worships Avadazara, therefore he would have to keep Shabbos. But it would not be considered that he's chayv in an eighth mitzvah. He's not chayven mitzvah A, B, C, D, and then also the eighth mitzvah of Shabbos. He's chayven Avodah but what's the Easter of Avodah What does that contain? Rashi would think that it contains within it the concept of not worshipping Avodah of, of of keeping Shabbos. That would be true, that he, therefore he would have to keep Shabbos, but he wouldn't have to keep Shabbos because of Shabbos. It's not an eighth mitzvah. He would keep Shabbos because it's an extension of the Easter of Avodah why is it really an extension of the Isra Avodah So Rashi and Chulin pointed out that a person who is a Mechal Shabbos is considered a person who is an apostate, a Mumar, for the entire Torah. And Rashi and Chulin suggest the reason because a person who keeps Shabbos testifies that he believes in the existence of God and the fact that God created the world in seven days and rested on the seventh day. A person who is Mechalel Shabbat, a person who desecrates Shabbos, is in effect testifying he does not believe in God, he does not believe that God created the world in seven days, and therefore it's similar to worshipping Avodah Zarah. And therefore he knocked himself out of the realm of Judaism completely. Mechal Shabbos is Oved becomes a Mumar. This raised an interesting issue that actually was brought up hundreds of years ago. To the best of my knowledge, Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger was the first that raised the issue. Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger, who wrote the Binyan Tzion, the Aruch Lanair, was faced with a situation which sadly we encounter today. Apparently, once upon a time, a person who was Mechal Shabbos, a person who transgressed Shabbos, really transgressed Shabbos because, in effect, he did not believe in God and did not believe that God created the world in seven days. But Yaakov Etlinger was faced with a different type of Jew. Today we could describe it as a person who would drive to shul Friday night, come home from shul by car Friday night, 
turn on the lights, go into the dining room, assemble the family, and make Kiddush. He holds the cup of wine, and he says, He testifies to the fact that I believe that God created the world. But nevertheless, he transgressed the Shabbos with many, many Isurim, because of all kinds of reasons which he won't go into. But basically we'd call him a Reformed Jew, who thinks that the Easter Malacha does not apply to driving a car, maybe there is no Easter Malacha at all, maybe there's no Easter of turning on lights, whatever he thinks is irrelevant to me right now. But the person himself said, I do believe that God created the world, I'm testifying to it, he goes to Shul and Shabbos. Would that person be considered a Mumer Lechalat Tarakula? One could ser- seriously argue, says Rabbi Yaakov Ettinger, that this is not what Chazal was, were talking about. Chazal were talking about the person who kept Shabbos with desecrated Shabbos. Totally. And he said, I do not believe in creation of the world. Whereas today the situation would be different where the person does say, I do believe in Shabbos. If we would use that argument, we could really suggest another idea of the Ger Toshav. Even according to Rashi, that the Ger Toshav has to keep Shabbos, I'm not convinced that Rashi thinks he has to keep Shabbos with all the nuances of Shabbos, with all the details of Shabbos, as we have to do. The Gemara in Krisus Daftas mentions uh, various opinions whether a Ger Toshav can do Malacha or not do Malacha. One of them would be that a Ger Toshav can do Malacha on Shabbos similar to the way we do Malacha on Chalamoid or on Yantif or something like that. In other words, on Yom Tov, we considered a unique day. We refrain from Malacha, but we do certain Malacha, which is considered Ochal Nefesh, for the purpose of food and extensions of food. Chalamoid, as well. Many people think that doing Malach on Chalamoid is Asr Medaraisa. There is an Isr of the Torah to do Malach on Chalamoid, but only specific types of Malacha are permitted. And this, according to Biblical law. So the idea of Yom Tov or Chalamoid means that it's a unique day, it's a special day. And we have to designate it as a special day, but the, the exact laws of keeping Yom Tov or Chalamoid do not correspond to the laws of Shabbos. Shabbos, there is an absolute Easter Malacha. But on Yom Tov or Chol Amoed, there's no absolute Easter Malacha. There's a general concept of keeping the Kedushas Hayom, maintaining the dignity of that holy day, and refraining from certain Malacha. As long as you give it the Ofi, the nature of being a specific day, you fulfill your obligation according to Biblical law. Perhaps the Ger Toshav, according to Rashi, who keeps Shabbos, perhaps he could also be Michal Shabbos. Perhaps the idea would be that he has to keep Shabbos in the respect of making Kiddush, of saying, Vayichulu HaShemayim Varetz. But perhaps he can do Malacha as well, as long as he designates Shabbos as a specific day that he believes in, that on that day God created the world, then perhaps he doesn't have to refrain from every Malacha as we suggested. Therefore, we could answer Rashi. A Ger Toshav really does keep Shabbos. But on the other hand, it's not considered one of the seven laws of Bnei Noach. It's really in a part of the law of Avodah Zarah. And the other answer, explanation would be that 
He's, he does do malacha. A guy really should not keep Shabbos. And perhaps Rashi would agree that even a Gertoshev would not, should not keep Shabbos. That means keeps Shabbos to the nth degree, to the exact same level, the same halacha as a Jew. But perhaps he should designate Shabbos as a specific day and be what would be interesting to be the type of person that the Binyan Sion, Rabbi Yaakov Atlinger, would call the person in his generation who on one hand was Michal Shabbos, but on the other hand I can't consider him a Mumar. He did not worship Avodah Zarah, he did not deny the existence of God or deny the fact of creation. Therefore, it could be that Rashi would think that a Ger Toshav would be a person who keeps Shabbos to some degree, to the degree at least of not being a Mumar, of not worshipping Avodah Zarah. And this year we've explained that every non-Jew is required to keep the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach. The specific person who accepts upon himself before Bezdin then becomes a Gertoshav with specific laws added to him. Perhaps he is considered partial, a partial Ger. Perhaps we would say then mitzvah lachyoso, that's the phrase found in the Ritva that we do are required to sustain him. Everybody would agree that he could live in Eretz Yisrael. And the issue would be, to what degree does he have to keep Shabbos? Tosos rejects the entire concept of the Ger Toshav keeping Shabbos. According to Rashi, somehow a Ger Toshav would have to keep Shabbos, but we suggested perhaps to a limited degree. Many Achronim have raised this issue. I've quoted an opinion of Rabbi Rifkin of Yeshiva Tarvadas, who said that a Ger Toshav perhaps could do certain malacha on Shabbos, even though, according to Rashi, he must keep Shabbos.